Hi everybody, welcome again to the Long Distance Work Life, the show that helps people thrive, survive, just figure out this crazy world of remote and hybrid work. Uh, we are Marissa-less today, but that means that I have another terrific guest, and I'm going to bring him in now. Uh, Terry Eisner is, what's, what's the word, the word I'm, I'm looking for? for? Uh, uh, all, all around, around uh, uh, head, head honcho, honcho of Jeff ER, ER, and, and they, they have been, been working remotely long before any of the other cool kids, kids were doing, doing it. it. I'm doing good. Thank you. And I love that intro. I love the idea that we're setting the bar for the cool kids. Thank you. Uh, you know, uh, you whatever, know whatever table you're at, you're at is the cool, cool kids, kids table. table. You just, <laughs> just embrace this. I like that. I'm going to go with that for the rest of my life now. I wish I would have so, known that earlier. <laughs> Terry, we spent a lot of time on this show talking to experts, he says, making funny ear air quotes, and looking at it from the individual worker's point of view, making it work. But I think we owe it to the people who run companies to talk about how remote works and how you actually get stuff done. So, so with, with your permission, permission, I'd like, I'd like you to talk, talk a little bit about the early days of your agency, agency how, how you decided, decided not to have, you know, you the, know big the big headquarters with the office at the time, and what, and what the challenges, challenges were back, back then, then, and then, then we'll bring, bring more forward, forward to today. today. Sure, sure. Um, Jaffe is an agency that was formed... 47 years ago inside of a law firm. So we cater, uh, our, our marketing and PR is all catered to law firms in the legal community. And so basically 47 years ago, law firms were uh, allowed to begin marketing. Uh, Supreme Court you know, opened up a ruling that they can begin marketing themselves. And um, Jaffe was formed um, by a gentleman named Jay Jaffe. Uh, and so it was in-house at a law firm. And uh, as it evolved, um, we became virtual probably 35 years ago, so maybe 10 years into him starting the company. But virtual to us was we worked at our homes, but we all met together because we were still in the same region around somebody's dining room table once a week or, or something like that. So we still had the sense of bricks and mortar that pulled us together, but we were beginning the idea of working um, remotely. And I was an employee then, and I had left working inside of a law firm and trusting this idea of what this might be at working at home. Um, and the challenges alone of raising three kids and, and kind of taking that quick, uh, scary step into the idea of, of at home or remote working. Now, 37, 37 years, years ago, ago, I mean, let's, let's do, the, do math. the math. That, that was, was pretty, pretty a lot, a lot of, of stuff. stuff. There's no communicating in teams. There's no Zooms. There's none of this that we can do. You're, you know, I'm not even sure if I think back what we had um, phone, probably flip phone, probably text cap capability. So that's why, as you think about the idea of, of this concept of a remote working and how Jay and Jaffe started to form and the idea that you still work at home, I'm not going to have a bricks and mortar for us to come in every day. We're going to remove that cost and everything related to that. But we're still gonna to get together because we were again, regionally located. But then we started to see that this works. 
and technology started to come along with us. And we started to realize we don't want to go back to bricks and mortar. We don't need the office environment, which I think is an important thing for us all to think about is not everybody can thrive and fit into this format or into this environment. Um, and But those of us that were already working uh, this way, it, it was working really well. So we just kept adapting more technology and growing a away from each other further and further to the point where you could move wherever you wanted. And we realized we were still operating just like we were around that dining room table. So there's two, so there's things, two things that you said there that I really want to make sure we stick a pin. One is that you were hybrid before anybody knew what hybrid was, right? That you were making it work 30 years ago. The excuses for not making it work now are pretty shaky. Yep. Um, the, the other thing, thing that you, that you said, said, and I, I have maintained this for a very long time. time. People, who People who have listened to this show are tired, tired of hearing years they say the game, the game will have, have, have to roll and never have a web That it can be done, but it starts to be intentionality. I think it's almost easier if you start with with the intention rather, rather than, than okay, okay we've got, we've got a job, job now we have now to figure out how to do it when people aren't here yep yeah so it, it it's funny you think about so jump we've done this right now for many years so for us virtual just started to evolve very comfortably because technology evolved with us we already knew this could work there was no doubt we're also very committed because this is the way we want to work. You know, going back to the idea that this doesn't fit all. Then you jump now to COVID. Okay, boom. Now we're into a world many, 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 many years later where the world stops and everybody has to go home and nobody can go anywhere, but work has to continue. And from the law firm perspective, they live under the mentality of bricks and mortar and you come to the office and there's hierarchy and this is how things work and so this was very unnerving to them. So then we found ourselves as we watched the world, you know, bake sourdough bread and do their TikToks and all the other things that they did. We thought, this is just another day in the life for us. I mean, we're just working. There's no shutting down. Um, and so we really found ourselves in a valuable position because we could now start to help our clients understand the positives, the negatives, the technology-based concerns, the disciplines, all of those things that are needed and leadership's ability to herd all those cats and manage all those things and still be profitable. Um, and I think that was an eye-opener. What was the what biggest, was the biggest thing, thing that you kind, you of, kind of took, took as, as normal, normal and, freaked and freaked other people, other people out? You know, I think the biggest thing was the sense that nothing was going to stop. I think the bigger part was the fact that everybody was in the same place. So therefore you could very quickly lead the charge or adapt to the change and you wouldn't feel like you were behind or you were kind of um, uh, ignorant to the, the process itself. I think well, what the Blue Arm will tell you the secret to happiness, happiness is low expectations. <laughs> well, yes, yes. But they didn't have low expectations. They had panic expectations. They weren't even low or high. They were pure panic expectations. And I think what was the real eye-opener and the real moment for us when, when we watched and realized 
you actually operated like this already. It was the thought process that you didn't have the option. You didn't have the tether, the security that you had going into that office. And that security is really interesting because it's twofold. It's those leading and needing and expecting people to be there because that's the accountability I can hold you to. I see you there nine hours. I see you there 10 hours a day. I can go to your office. I can interrupt. I can be a part of that process and I see you. So there's accountability. The other side of that accountability is the worker who now also wants to be seen, wants you to know that they're sitting in their office, wants to make sure that you see them walk in the office at 7.30, not at nine. And so there's a double level of panic going. I'm sitting at home now and I can't show my bosses, which I'm used to, that I'm here and they can, they can um, count on me. And then I don't have the ability now to hold my people accountable for being attentive and part of the process, eight, nine, 10 hours a day, like you are at the office. So the crazy part was watching the fact that you're actually gonna work more, you're going to have more time to work, you're gonna have more innovation, flexibility, all these other things, because you're in your own natural environment. And to watch that process happen was really quite amazing because they were already collaborating and doing things through email, doing things through uh, other forms of um, electronic communications, um, maybe not nearly as much as we see in Teams and we see in Zooms and everything else. But you kind of watch the aha moment. And at the end of that year, when we went back to the client and we said, how was your year? Really good. We really had a great year. So profit-wise, once the band-aid was ripped off and once there was that aha moment that we we kind of have this we already are doing this we were held back by technology held back by rules held back by the idea of a test excuse me that tether and um once the band-aid was ripped off we watched it happen and within 45 days or so you were back to working really pretty naturally with with our clients um so that was kind of our our moment when we went, we, we've done this for so long. Wow, watch them see it. Watch the eyes start to sparkle. Watch them see how they can change things. Then we saw law firms selling their floors of, of, of office space and reducing the idea of bricks and mortar and realizing that there was a greater opportunity for profit by reducing this mindset of growth in one area as opposed to Hmm, opening up a greater net and having growth even greater. Okay, so okay, let's so get let's down, down to some, some of, of the trickier things, things. Uh, because, uh, because you you managed, managed this way this for way a long, for a long time. time, and and I, I remember, I remember talking, talking to a client, to a client when they when they went back, went to, back the to the office after, after COVID, 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 and and I remember, I remember saying, saying, "Oh, good, oh, good, and go back, go back to managing people now. now. I've been I've so been empathetic, so empathetic and, and now and I now I manage managing people again." again. You, so, know, you know, I, I told you I that story when we had our free chat about about this, and and you kind of gave the little smirk that you gave now. But realistically, for managers. What, what works, works well, well for, for you, you in terms, in terms of, managing of managing people? I mean, you I mean, had, you to, had hide, to hide, you had to fire. Had to fire. Yeah, it's funny the way that you put that, though. And the smirk comes to the idea that, you know, again, coming out of this opportunity to work remotely 
and the challenges and questions in relationship to that for me to be able to do it or for me to be able to lead those, you know, two big questions. And, um, and you talk about, you know, my head hurts because I've just been so empathetic during this whole process. But from a leader perspective, you know, I think the biggest thing to come out of COVID was empathy and the idea that we as human beings should use that one thing that sets us apart from all other living creatures is the fact that we can have empathy. So the idea that is like, oh, I can go back to the office and I can reduce the amount of empathy I show kind of always makes me makes me laugh, you know, because I think that was a big thing we learned. And you have to have, I think that one of the, 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 the one ways I would lead people to think about leading in a virtual world is to watch Ted Lasso. And the reason why is because you, there's so many things that come out of that that we have to apply. Trust, because you don't have the accountability every single day. You don't have that person coming into the office. So you might have a team situation that has a green light, a yellow light, and a red light. And a green light tells me you're sitting at your desk. And a yellow light tells me that you're away from your desk. And a red light says, I'm not available or, or don't bother me. So, you know, we learn those. But those all those technologies can be beat and set up in all other ways. So... We now have to trust much more than we ever had to before because we don't have our eyes. We don't have all these other things telling us that the accountabilities that we've set in place are all being, you know, uh, hit. So trust, curiosities, learning more. It opened the idea for us to learn more about our people. Look, you're seeing into my office space. You're commenting about prints I have on the wall. Imagine how COVID and being in a remote situation equalizes all of us. There's no corner office. Either you're working in a bedroom, you're working in the kitchen, or you got a, an organized office. This is the way we've seen on everybody's Zooms. So the idea about being curious now, we're, we're entering into people's lives. The lives are, the lines are being blurred. So there's so much, I think, that, you know, just coming from a list of things that I've learned from watching Ted Lasso that I've had to apply because those other um, measurable things that we have, especially in a bricks and mortar working environment are gone. So now you have to start to put other ones in place. Like I said, the accountability, are you available? Okay. Well, it's not saying that you're available. We work remotely. The idea is a work-life balance. So that comes back to those disciplines. So when I come to the idea of hiring, which is a huge challenge, and I think we talked about this last time we talked, if I'm hiring somebody from in-house, they are coming from a comfortable place that they can trust a salary, they can trust the number of days off that they have, the sick leave, whatever that might be, they are very comfortable fitting in a set of per parameters that they every day can wake up and know that those are in place. In a remote situation, and most likely, and in our situation, we have a different foundation of the way that we pay and, and organized structure. So if you're in a commission base now and you're not in a salary based, and you're responsible for the billable hour that you have to bill to feed your family. And you're kind of responsible for bringing in some of that billable hour, that skin in the game. What we find is those that come with the crutches from being in-house usually don't succeed because they don't have those parameters in place, those accountabilities we talked about. And so Unfortunately, then we end up losing people. So when you do that from a virtual base, that's really hard because there's a lot of technology that has to be purchased and put in place, a lot of subscriptions that you're added to, technology itself, upgrading, all of those things. And then you find that somebody is unproductive within that six-month period or whatever. And you kind of know that because you're, you're watching 
billable hour. You're watching billable hour actually either be entered incorrectly because I'm hungry and I'm scared and I don't know what to do. So now I'm overbilling or I'm underbilling because I'm not sure what to do and how to work in this environment because you don't have somebody coming in and knocking on the door. These are big challenges that we've had to you know, deal with in growth. And the growth has been great for us, but that push and pull has been really hard. I'll bet it has. I mean, I mean, I know the transition, and especially for people persons, right? Yes. Which, which I, I am getting the very subtle sense that you are. Uh, it can be tricky communicating through technology. My favorite horror story is that my wife was once fired by Yahoo Messenger. Yes, this is real, right? Real. This is the way people have used the crutch that way. And think about the fear email created alone. I think that's a really good thing that you brought up. We have to think of the whys that the barriers go up from remote working and really from a leadership level of not continuing to look forward with the hope that I can go back to the office so I don't have to be so empathetic, right? The idea that I can go back to the way it was. Um so if we think about that and the idea of it, you know, moving forward and and I completely lost what you just asked me or you just said when I was leading. Well, up to we that. were talking about technology and you had said that email. Oh, that's right. Sorry. So you think about. See, look the, at me listening. No, good job. You think about those barriers that are preventing us from moving forward, um, I think, at a, at a, a faster rate to remote working and seeing the value of that. Um, comes back to early problems that we experienced as we started to evolve into a more tech communication um, and relationship building process, i.e. tone in emails, right? And that fear alone, I think, or again, disciplines, lack of responsive, uh, responsiveness, um, all of those things that we started now to see a different way that people communicated or people lacked in their communication or the idea of the uh, email that seemed to have tone in it, right? Or the all caps email that somebody gets. Those were negatives to the idea of moving remotely because that's how we have to operate. You're going to operate through a written instant, you know, in real life um, discussion in teams. You're going to continue to operate through email and you're going to also operate through text. So that written word relationship uh, and this, those tools, I think early on set that kind of stage of, oh, oh my God, I'm really afraid of this because of the other things we saw. So we instantly were against the idea of all the other forms of technology growth, jump to this and Zoom you had no choice. You The Band-Aid was ripped off and you had absolutely no choice. But for so long, there was a choice to take the idea of remote. And I think it's those things like email early on that started to damage or hitting all when you didn't want to hit all. And I think fears like that really started to creep in of how will we operate with a little bit more of this unknown and assumptions that we might make in the written world because we're projecting into those words ourselves. And I think that caused some fear. And I don't think people evolved as, as quickly as they should have, um, especially in the older generations, right? The younger generations were already operating fully this way and still are and communicating in all different ways in which we still need to get to. 
But I think it was some of the early on technology that put a little bit of barriers up and concerns up. Uh, uh, Terry, Terry, thank you, thank so, you much. so much. We, we are, are at, at the, the end, end of our, of our time. time. What, what I'm, I'm taking, taking away, away part, part of what, what you mentioned, mentioned and, and I don't know if this was your intent, but my brain, my historical brain just goes back to, you know, Cortez burned the boats. The fact that you're quickly this idea of going back to the office in many cases stop people from making a commitment to making remote work. Whereas if boats are burned... Look, it's fear and nothing more than fear. It's fear on both sides. So my advice, if you're going to go into the remote world, one is trust the process understand and look at all of the forms in which we have the channels we have to communicate find which is best and which works best for your company believe in your people believe in that process let go of everything we learned from the industrial revolution for sure and understand we're in a, the humanity revolution and you will have your you will get burned and you will find great people that will evolve with you you'll be curious you'll find somebody who's an asset to your company and you'll see profits grow because you won't have costs in other places. That's my 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 final advice. Fabulous. Fabulous. The Humanity, Humanity Revolution. Revolution. Nothing else. else. We may we have may found have the found title, title for this episode. episode. <laughs> 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 Thank you so much, uh, uh, If you are interested in contacting Terry and learning more, more, more about Jazz at the uh, we will we have, have the show, show notes, links, links, and all, all of that, that good stuff. stuff. Have long 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 um, if, if you, you are, are interested, interested in figuring out how to do, do what, what Terry talked about, about may I humbly suggest our board book, Long Longest Team. Team. You can, you can find, find more at longlongestteambook.com. This is a podcast called And some subscribe. All stuff that the kid to get to get to this podcast. And Marissa, and Marissa will be back next week. We are easy people. You can reach us on LinkedIn. You have suggestions. You can choose questions. questions. We're doing another episode in a couple of weeks. We look forward to hearing from you. Terry, thanks so much for being with us. My name is Wayne Don't let the weasel sit down and see you on the next episode.